Why don't we just leave our voices right now? Amen. Let's close our eyes for a moment. Let's adore the King of Kings. Let's adore the Messiah. Let's adore Jesus. Come on, why don't we take a moment right now before we move on to the service. This, this is the reason of why we are gathered here this morning. Father, we just honor you today. Father, there is no one like you. Lord, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. Hallelujah. Come on, just, just leave your voice for a moment. Amen. Before we move on. We honor you today, Jesus. We honor you today, Jesus, God. We are so glad that you came. Hallelujah, God. And Lord, we are recipients of that glorious, glorious work on the cross, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for drawing us near to you. We thank you, God, that you who began a good work, you will complete your work in our lives. We thank you, Jesus, God. Today we are here standing, praising you, adoring you, declaring, Lord, that you are our God today. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's give God another round of applause. Why don't we just give him praise? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you honor. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Tabernacle of Joy. Welcome celebrating Christmas with us this day. Here's what we want to do. Amen. Uh, maybe you can see your neighbor. I know you've done that earlier on, but let's do it one more time. And maybe you can just declare Merry Christmas, you know. You know, just wave your hands and look at each other. It's a Merry Christmas, a wonderful time. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, before we move any further, I want us to continue to pray for the nation of Singapore. Amen. Things are hoping. I, I pray that things are getting better. You know, the world needs our prayers at this point of time. Can we just lift our hands? Let's pray for this nation. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we want to commit, Lord, the nation of Singapore into your hands. God, especially we are entering into this new season. Hallelujah, Jesus, God of Christmas. And there are lots of gatherings, God, that will be happening. People are on the road busy about buying gifts and so forth, Father. And God, during this period of time, I pray you protect God, everyone, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that our homes become a safe haven, Lord. Lord, again, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over any kind of virus, COVID-19, in the name of Jesus, go right now. Lord, that as we gather together, that you bring wholesomeness, you bring joy, you bring peace. Lord, right now, God, that the people will not be worried about, Lord, things, God, that they have no control over because, Lord, we are asking you, Lord, to step in, Lord, into this, this pandemic, Lord, society today, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, that your peace, God, that your healings, God, will touch, Lord, every household right now. God, those that are infected with COVID-19, God, right now, God, we want to commit them into your hands. Lord, we take authority over this COVID-19. Let it not uh, spread, God. Lord, isolate and insulate its power right now in the name of Jesus. But God, I pray, God, that your hands will be upon the people of God. I pray that you continue to give our authorities wisdom, God, to navigate us. Lord, that you surround them with right facts, accurate facts. So they can make their decisions, God, on behalf of this nation. 
Hallelujah. We pray for all the frontliners. If you are a frontliner, wave your hand. You know, again, we want to pray for you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are so grateful for all those that are, Lord, busy, God. Lord, those people that are the frontliners, God, right now, God. I pray for your protection to be upon them. I pray, God, for your blessings to be upon their family. Father, we are so grateful for this nation, Lord. We commit this nation into your hands in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. I know some of you came to give. You know, you know the drill. We're going to pray for our giving. And if you are guests and friends today, we don't expect you to give. Amen. We want you to sit back and enjoy because I think today we have the opportunity to share the greatest story ever told. The story of Jesus Christ. Amen. So shall we just pray for our tithes and offerings? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to give our tithes and offerings, God, into your hands. God, we ask, God, that you use it for your kingdom and for your glory. And all God's people say, Amen. Okay, just a quick few announcements. You may be seated. Amen. Uh, this week, we will not have our Tuesday night prayer meeting because of uh, this is a Christmas season. We want you to prepare yourselves. And uh, I know that it can, it's kind of hard sometimes, you know, uh, for you to gather online. But uh, also another announcement, uh, many of you have asked whether we're going to have a watch night service. We're going to have a watch night prayer service, okay? It'll be online. Okay, so it's on the 31st. We're going to begin on the 10th p.m. all the way to the 12 a.m., okay? So we will not have an actual service, but you'll be, everything will be done online, okay? Amen. You know, how many of you are ready to hear the word of the Lord? I am, amen. And, and if you are here for the very first time, we welcome you, amen. You have honored us by being here today. Why don't we give them a round of applause? Thank you for being in Tabernacle of Joy. Amen. Today we have a very special speaker. Amen. I can't wait because I love this um, uh, uh, subject he's going to talk about. Brother Charles will be breaking the word of life uh, for us today. Amen. Amen. Everybody say God bless Brother Charles. God bless Brother Charles. Brother Charles, would you come? We want to pray for you and then we're going to let you take over. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we commit Brother Charles into your hands, God. Lord, again, anoint him, God. I know. Lord, that you have given him the word today, God. I pray, God, that you anoint every word. I pray you give us years to hear. Lord, again, God, direct, God, every part of this service, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't we one more time turn to your neighbor, and I want you to turn to them and wish them a merry and blessed Christmas today. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. This is indeed my most favorite time of the year. Uh, for those who have been listening to Christmas songs for the past few weeks, you know, I'm definitely one of them. Uh, one of my favorite songs is uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. You know, but don't worry, I'm not here to perform or sing, okay? And so today, I, I, I believe there's that God has given uh, a word for us today and Christmas time is really one of the best times to really not only celebrate with your family and friends, but really to also come to church. I don't know, uh, some people uh, only come to church on two occasions in a year, Easter or Christmas, you know, but either way, I'm so glad to be here today. And how many of you are so thankful 
that um, we could finally meet in groups of five. I tell you, I am so happy. Uh, yesterday, I, I had the opportunity to have my first Christmas party at my house. And we had some of our friends and we had a guest. And it was such a great time. You know, I was so thankful. I told them, wow, I'm so glad that it's not just two packs. Because if it's just two packs, it'll just be me and my wife. And it's going to be not so, you know, Christmas vibes. You know? And so today I'm going to be speaking to us from the book of Psalms. And there's this particular portion of the book of Psalms called the Songs of Ascent. Okay, what are these songs of ascent about? Okay, and so it's the time of the year we are here today, and many of you, you are here because it's Christmas. Okay, and all the festivities are in full swing, and Christmas time is indeed here. You know, you have maybe some of you are a bit more stressed because you need to think of what gifts to buy. You know, some of you, like uh, a particular friend of mine, he, he hates Christmas. Okay, he's like the Grinch. Okay, but even the Grinch began to, you know, start to have a heart and enjoy Christmas. Until, and, and I think one of the reasons why sometimes people we may not have, uh, you know, really enjoy is because sometimes we don't know what the true meaning of Christmas really is all about. You know, and, and, and one of the things I ask some of my small group members is, why do you celebrate Christmas? Why is Christmas so special to you? You know, and some will say, oh, because I get to get gifts. You know, some say, oh, because I get to eat turkey and roast beef and, you know, ham. Some say, oh, because I love listening to Christmas music, you know, and I'm one of them. I start listening, like, in September already. Okay. And in fact, those who do not know, in the Philippines, they start celebrating Christmas in September. <laughs> you know, but as we were beginning to share, we begin to realize that, hey, you know what? Christmas is truly Christmas because of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why it's called Christmas, okay? And we don't want to X him out of Christmas, okay? And so, talking about the holidays, how many of you love the holiday season? Give me a, a wave of your hands. Okay, I, I really love it. Even though we cannot be, you know, traveling, I know if we could have traveled, many of us would not be in Singapore. We'll be having celebrating Christmas in another country, okay? And so, we are all here today, and, and it's a very special time for us as Christians, as believers, because we don't celebrate Christmas just for fun. We celebrate it with a hope. Okay? But I want to turn our attention to the scriptures that, you know, the, the Bible talks about the story of the children of Israel. Okay? For those who do not know about the children of Israel or the story of the Jews, you know, uh, don't worry. I'll explain it a little bit more. But if you're interested, we do have a, you know, a Bible study called Unlocking the Bible. You know, for those who have been in it, maybe you can show me a wave of hands that you've enjoyed it. Okay? So yes, definitely, if you want to know more, you can you know, um, join one of our UTBs. And so, in, in the, the Jewish festival, okay, they also had their Christmas. They also had their Chinese New Year. Okay? And there were these three major occasions, these three major holidays in the Jewish calendar. And, and during those three holidays, okay, all the Jews, they were living not together, not like us in Singapore. They were living in different parts of, 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 of the Canaan area. And they would all make their way back to Jerusalem on these three major holidays. Okay? Is the, 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 these three festivals are the Passover. Okay, you know of the Passover where the, the Jews were, the children of Israel was delivered from Egypt. You know the story of the Exodus. That's where they celebrate Passover. They also go back during the festival of, the, of Pentecost. Okay, for us as, 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 as new believers, we know the day of Pentecost was when God poured out His Spirit upon 
you know, to birth the church. Okay? But for them, the, the, the children of Israel, Pentecost was special because it was the time that uh, God gave them the law on Mount Sinai. And the last festival is the festival of tabernacles or the, another uh, special event that coincided with the festival of tabernacles was the Day of Atonement. And that was a huge day for the children of Israel because that was the day where the, the sins of, of Israel would be pushed forward for an entire year. And so according to the Old Testament, God commanded the Israelites in Deuteronomy 16, 16, um, three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose. At the festival of unleavened bread, which is the Passover, the festival of weeks, and the festival of tabernacles. And no one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. That was their holiday season. And so for them, these were called pilgrimage festivals. Why? Because they were on a pilgrimage back to Jerusalem from, from all different places. And these festivals created an opportunity for the Jewish community to do what? For them to reaffirm their commitment to God. Amen. See, this festival wasn't just they go holiday, take a vacation, oh, let's go back to Wadanyangjia. No, these were, there was a spiritual meaning behind why they went back to Jerusalem. It strengthened their identity as a nation. Right. It's similar to like our National Day. When you go to, okay, for those who get, you go to like the Padang or the National Stadium, then you do the Kalang Roar, and it's like, wow, you feel that sense of wow, patriotism, and then you, sometimes you can feel, wow, my hair standing, you start to cry when you sing like, count on me, Singapore. And that was what these festivals were for, for the Jews. It brought them together. And for us as Christians, Christmas is kind of like our pilgrimage. Okay, but for us, we don't have to travel like miles and distance. We just take MRT to Plaza Singapura. <laughs> hey, I'm here. You know, and Christmas is kind of that for us too because we make our way where? To the temple of God. And for the Jews, they return to Jerusalem not just to see their family. They return to Jerusalem because the temple of God was in Jerusalem. Right. And at that time, the only place where they could... Uh, locate or in a sense that they could find the presence of God was in the temple of God. You know, but for us today, I'm so glad we, we don't have to go all the way to Jerusalem. You know, I'm so glad it's not just in uh, one location in GV Plaza, but we have another site at Bishan, we have another site at HQ, and that's the powerful thing about why uh, Christmas is so special. Because when Jesus came, He came to remove those barriers that you and I can have that relationship with Him. And so during Christmas... You know, we listen to lots of Christmas songs. Sometimes Chinese New Year, we also listen to our Chinese New Year song like Gong Si Gong Si or like Zu Xing Nian, Zu Xing Nian. And then we, in, in National Day, we sing, you know, all the different National Day songs like Count on Me Singapore, we sing Majula Singapore. And these songs are associated with what? The occasion. They're associated with the festival. In Christmas, we sing um, Mary Did You Know, we sing Joy to the World. We sing, Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay, but that has nothing to do with Jesus, okay? <laughs> but we love these songs because it associates with the holiday. And it sometimes gives us the feels, the vibes. And sometimes the songs help us express how we are feeling better. Yes. You know, sometimes you ask me to express why I love Christmas so much, it's very hard to tell you. But when you start listening to the song, wow, you feel so good. You, you just love it. You know, Pastor was sharing on Tuesday about how he used to listen to the Christmas songs that his dad would let him listen by Bing Crosby, right? Yeah. 
And then that day I was like, wow, I go and listen. I was like, wow, so good. It's like oldies are goodies, you know. And, and it really brought in the mood. And so for the Jews, they also had their songs that they sing during these festivals, during these holidays as they return back to Jerusalem. And these are called the Songs of Ascent. And so the Songs of Ascent are actually found in a particular portion of the Book of Psalms. So for those who do not know, the Book of Psalms is actually Israel's Spotify. It is Israel's songbook. Last time they don't have smartphone to play music. So they will go to the Book of Psalms to find these songs that they will sing unto God. Okay? And so tuck away in verses Psalms 120 all the way to Psalms 134 is actually an album called The Songs of Ascent. It's a playlist that the Jews will put on repeat every time they make their way back to Jerusalem on these holidays. And so these 15 songs were so special to the Jews. They would sing it basically three times a year as they made their ascent back to Jerusalem. And why is it called ascent? Why did the scriptures call it ascent? Because topographically, okay, if for those geography students you are here, you will understand. Okay? But basically, Jerusalem is located on the mountain. It's located on the peak. And so, wherever the Jews were living, when they make their way to Jerusalem, naturally speaking, they were physically ascending up to Jerusalem. They were climbing Bukit Timah Hill back to Jerusalem. They were climbing up the hill back to the temple of God. But not only was it something that was done physically for them, ascending, there was also a spiritual meaning for them that they were ascending to the house of God. They were ascending to where God was. They were moving from where they were not to where He is. And that's for us today. Why are we here to celebrate Christmas? Because not only do we you know, make our way to the house of God physically, but we, we are here because we say, Lord, you know, I want to give you a tribute today. I want to celebrate you today. That's why I show up on Christmas because it means something to me. You know, and, 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 and it's the same way, you know, why we celebrate someone's birthday because they mean something to you. Why do we give gifts to someone on their birthday? It's because they are special to you. And the same thing on Christmas Day is something special to us. And so these 15 songs were very interesting because as they were ascending from the bottom of the hill up to where the temple of God was, they will begin to sing these songs. You know, and it is believed also by scholars that at the temple, there are actually 15 steps to get from, you know, from the bottom court to the where the temple of God was, the way they could find the presence of God. And it's very interesting because these 15 steps, they believe that every step the priest took, they would sing one of the songs. And they step, the second step, they will sing the second song. Wow. So you think about it with me, uh, actually it took them quite long to get up there. 15 steps, I think for us, we can get up in a few seconds. But for them, they took their time to walk up those stairs. Mm -hmm. And there was a reason for it. See, these songs were intentional. It was not just, I listen song only. It was intentional. It was a slow, deliberate pausing so they could effectively what transition from the world they were living in to where God was. And as they were transitioning, as they were meditating and, and just digesting what these songs were talking about, God was doing something in them. It was not just about, oh, okay, I go to church. Oh. No, but the journey there did something for them. These songs were special because these songs were not just written, you know, just for the good beat. You know, some songs we didn't know, oh, it feels good, but actually no meaning one. 
But there was a meaning to it. Why? Because these songs were stories. Mm-hmm. These songs were life songs. That there was someone, the psalmist that wrote it, they go through, they experience something, and therefore they wrote it. And so to better understand these songs, we've got to first understand where the children of Israel were at, what the, the Israelites go through before they began ascending back to Jerusalem. We've got to understand why you write this song. You know, I don't know how many of you, when you, when you listen to some music you love, you will actually go and research, why did they write this song? They say, oh, wow, got so much meaning. You know, um, pardon me a bit, Kano. Um, me and my dad, we love this uh, musician called Eric Clapton. And there's this song that he wrote called Tears in Heaven. And so we're like, wow, it sounds so good. But what is the meaning behind it? It was actually about his son's death. Right. And when you understand that, wow, it got meaning. Right? And the same way with the songs of a sense. Sometimes we read through, oh, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of God. I mean, it's a great scripture for us coming to church, but we've got to understand what they were writing about. What were they going through? And so it is believed that the songs of a sense were sung in progression. They started from 120 to 121 and uh, sequentially. Okay? They were not sung randomly. They were not sung on shuffle. Okay, I don't know how many of you are familiar with this artist called Adele. Okay, you all know, okay? don't have to okay, sell. Okay? Okay, you all know Adele and then she recently released her album this year and some of you are like, yes, finally, after five years, I get to listen to her singing. Okay? So it was very interesting that stood out to me. She, she, there was an article written. Adele wrote to Spotify and asked them to remove the shuffle button of her albums. Okay? For those who don't know what is a shuffle button, uh, maybe Lucius can help me show up what the shuffle button is. Okay, basically, when you press the shuffle button, it rojak all the song. Okay, you can jump from 1 to 10, 10 to 2. Okay, it just randomizes it. And so she, told, she tweeted this and told Spotify, we don't create albums with so much care and thought into our track listing for no reason. Wow. Our art tells a story and our stories should be listened to as we wow. intended. And so if the world understands this concept, yes. don't you think... There's a reason why the scriptures, why the psalmist put them in order. And they were trying to tell us a story. And so what is this story? Where did it begin? And we begin first in Psalms chapter 120 verse 1. And it reads, In my distress, I cried to the Lord. Doesn't sound like a very happy uh, feeling, right? Supposed to be holiday. Supposed to be, yes, I don't have to work. I can go back to, my, to Jerusalem for my pilgrimage festival. But it begins off with, in my distress, I cried to the Lord. And that's where they were at. The Israelites were not in a, hey, whoa, have a jolly, jolly Christmas. They were not feeling that at that point. They were feeling down. They were feeling depressed. They were feeling distressed. And it goes on in verse 2, Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. And so not only were they in distress, but they were de- being attacked by the lies of their enemies. Doesn't sound like a joyous occasion to me. In verse 5, Woe is me that I dwell in Meshach, that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. What are they trying to say? They were actually living in a troubled place. These places that they were dwelling in were far from home. Okay, not Spider-Man, okay? Far from home. Okay, they were far from home. They were far away, you know, where the enemies were living. In verse 6, it says, My soul has dwelt too long with the one who hates peace. 
someone who hates peace, you are living with them, means what? Means war every day. And so the, the, the true of Israel, they were longing. They were longing for the peace of God. They were longing for someone to save them from their distress. And so the story of the Israelites could be summed up as a vicious cycle. For those who know the, the story of the Old Testament, the, the children of Israel, they will go from captivity to captivity to captivity. You know the story of Egypt, the prince of Egypt, some of you have watched before. They were in captive in, in Egypt. When they cried out to God, Moses came to deliver them out. And then when they were doing good, everything was great. But when they fell into sin, what happened? An enemy will come and conquer them and they will be in captivity again. And so this happened to them over and over and over again. And sometimes we see, wow, actually, uh, it's quite a boring story. It's always the same storyline. And this pretty much sums up the story of the Bible. You see, the Bible is actually a story about home. What do I mean by that? See, when we really look at the, the story of, of that began in Genesis, when Adam and Eve sinned, when they disobeyed God and sin entered humanity, what happened? They lost their home. They were driven out of paradise. They were driven out of their perfect environment. They were driven out of the Garden of Eden. And they were cast out. And they had no way home. Just like Spider-Man, no way home. And so they were kicked out of that home, that, that dwelling place they had with God. But the beautiful story is that they didn't, they were not hopeless. Because in the midst of what may seem like a terrible situation, God gave them a promise. Amen. In Genesis 3.15, this was the promise that God gave to Adam and Eve. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. This is talking about that there was going to come a day that one of Eve's seed, one of her descendants, was going to defeat sin, was going to defeat the serpent, was going to defeat the enemy. Why? So that home could be restored. Amen. So that we can go back home. In Isaiah 9 verse 6, so this was that promise. For unto us a child is born, Amen. to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This seed that was coming was coming to bring hope. And that's why we celebrate Christmas today. Amen. Because He came to set us free. Amen. He came to be our wonderful counsellor. You know, in the midst of the times we are living in, you know, COVID-19, you know, it's brought up a lot of issues, especially about mental health. And it's so real. But that's the beautiful thing. Jesus knew right from the beginning that we needed a counsellor. That with this wonderful counsellor, you don't have to, you know, uh, go for session after session and keep paying money, money after money. You could find him wherever he is. You could find him in the house of God. He was the mighty God. He was the everlasting Father. You know, sometimes we, we, we think that Christmas is always all fun and sure. But really, sometimes Christmas is also the, one of the most depressing times yes. of the year. Why? Because there are people that are alone. There are people that don't know what the true meaning of Christmas is. They don't know who Jesus is. They have no idea. They really believe Christmas is about Santa Claus. And so there's no hope. Because Santa Claus said, if you are naughty, you don't get a gift. You are good, you get a gift. But Jesus is greater than that. 
It doesn't matter whether you are naughty or good. Yeah. He is here to give you a Amen. gift. And He's our Prince of Peace. In the times we are living in, there's so much uncertainty, so much fear. But He has come to bring us peace. And so you see, this is the story of the Bible. And it's to ultimately restore our home, our dwelling place with our Saviour. In John chapter 14, verse 1 to 3, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I will go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That I, where I am, there you may be also. And so we have that dwelling place that is going to come in eternity. That Jesus is preparing a mansion for you and I. Isn't that great? You know, sometimes we look, wow. You know, we've been talking about the new HBDBs that have come out. They say it's getting smaller and smaller. But I'm so glad in heaven there's no problem with regards to that. I'll get a mention. Okay? And so, there's a place we are going. But how about now? What do we do now? And so there was a particular point in Israel's history. Okay? And this point was called the Babylonian captivity. What is the Babylonian captivity? You may know the story of Daniel and thrown in the lion's den. You know the story of the three Hebrew boys they throw in the furnace. Okay? And that, 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 that person that threw them in was King Nebuchadnezzar. He was the king of the Babylonian Empire. And so they were, the Babylonian Empire came and destroyed Jerusalem. They took Israel captive. Okay? And so what happened to Jerusalem? It was in ruins. There was nothing. It was flawed. There was just rubble. It's just, there's no more temple there when they were taken into captivity. And so at that point in time when they were taken into captivity, they were... They miss home. They miss that, 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 that presence of God. They were taken far away and they were longing for that closeness they had with God. And you see, that kind of sounds like a bit what we kind of experienced this year. When we had to go on live stream, wow, it's tough to have church and worship on live stream. When you see the screen and you're supposed to sing, wow, I sometimes got no feels. I'll be honest, sometimes I really got, I cannot connect. It's just don't have what we experience today. You know, and, and, and that's what has happened to us during COVID. We are being brought apart. We, it seems like almost like the temple of God is, is no longer available. It's difficult for us. And we are longing together. And so when we finally could gather this month, I was like, yes, finally. And that was how they felt when they were in captivity. They were longing for God, they were longing for their freedom to worship. But in the midst of their captivity, what happened? They cried out to God. And God heard their cry. And so we fast forward the story. After the Babylonian captivity ended, okay, the Persian Empire came in and there was this king called Cyrus, the king of Persia. And it was so cool because God stirred up this king's heart. And it's amazing because this king was not a Christian, he was not a believer, but God was still able to work on his heart. And then he did this, he proclaimed in writing that all captives in Israel of Israel could return back home. Yeah. They were like, yes, finally! You know, when God stirred the hearts of our multi-task force, open up to five packs, we're like, yes! Put it in writing, put it in the advisory that we can gather. Put it in the advisory that when we gather, we can don't need to have zoning, we can have 100 packs. And that was exciting. And they started their journey home. 
they started their ascent back to Jerusalem. Right. And so as they began to sing, even though it started off with track number one, they were in distress. But they went on to track two in Psalms 121. And they said, I will lift up my eyes. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. They knew that in the midst of their distress, that God heard their cry. And sometimes when we wonder, we look up, God, where are you? Do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged because He knows where you are at. And if you would fix your eyes on Him and you know that, God, you are the one that is my helper. And as they were travelling out on their way to Jerusalem, it was not a walk in the park. They were not walking in winter wonderland, you know, or gardens by the bay. There's so many nice things to see. They were walking in the wilderness, in desert. And those were harsh conditions. But in the midst of it, they began to sing. They began to, to lift up these songs of ascent. Yeah. That the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. That even when the sun is so hot, God is shading them. Amen. God is protecting them. That the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. As they were leaving out on this journey back to Jerusalem, they were not moving with an army. They were just saying, they were just commoners like you and I. We said, okay, we go back home. And who knew the dangers they faced? Who knew the enemies that they faced? But they continued to sing, God, you shall preserve me. You shall protect me. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. And isn't that what we've been experiencing this this year? Sometimes we go out also scared. What variant is next variant? Then we are scared to go out. But at the same time, you know, we want to be wise. But at the same time, we can sing these songs. God, you are there in my going out and in my coming in that He is there as our protector from this time forth and forevermore. And because of that, when we celebrate this season of Christmas, there is a meaning, there is a reason why we celebrate, because He has been so real to you and I. And so on this journey back to Jerusalem, it was a crazy journey for them. It was a roller coaster of emotions for them. It was tough. It was, you may may think that, wow, I'm finally free. But you know how they felt was a bittersweet experience. You know, for example, for, for myself, I still remember when we first got our keys for HDB, wow, we're so happy, we can finally have our house. And then when we open up, then reality hit us. Huh? So small. What are we gonna do? And then immediately the, when we open the door, I fight with my wife, then we cry. Then and it's kind of the same way. Why? Because even though they were on their way home, they were not on the way back to a beautiful city. Eh? There was oh, all the, the buildings, their homes are there, untouched. No, when they return, it's ruined. Eh? Nothing. They were going back to nothing. In fact, the people that returned was only a small group of people. Majority of Israel decided to stay in Babylon. Because in Babylon, they were not like slaves. They were actually citizens. They had a house. They had, they had, they had their CPF. They had a good life. They were safe. So, you think about it, there was actually no reason for them to leave Babylon. They had a good life there. But why did these people leave? Because they knew there was something that the world had no way to offer them. There was something Babylon had no way to offer them and that was the presence of God. And so they said, I, I cannot settle for this. I have to go back. And so it was a difficult journey because they didn't know how are we going to build this? We got, what if we got no resource to build the temple? How? So many uncertainties. But they knew they had to do it. And so, 
as they began to return and all these crazy thoughts in their heads, all they could do was what? They could sing these songs. When they started to doubt and they may be thinking, hey, maybe uh, I should go back to Babylon. Uh. Maybe we should wait until five years' time we go back, we build up the, you know, the, the resource, then we go back and build. Uh. But in those moments when they were doubting, the only thing they could do was take out the airports and put in and play that playlist. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And so these songs were special to them because, you see, in, in, in the Jewish culture, they, re, they knew the importance of what we call reminders and repetition. Right. Some of us, we don't like it. Very boring. But there was a reason for that. And every time they reminded themselves, every time they put on this playlist and put it on repeat, it was reminding them. It was them rehearsing truth. Why? Because the world around them was telling them otherwise. The world around them was telling them, God don't care about you. Look, 2021 has been a difficult year for you. Why you live for God for what? Why you come to church on Christmas? God is not real. Look at your life. And they had to counter those thoughts. And they put in the truth. They repeated it because they knew their God was faithful. And see, there's 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 a quote I read that was really simple but yet so true. See, without simple reminders, we would forget essential truths. See, for us, Christmas, why is it so special? Why do we keep listening to these songs? Joy to the world. It's, it's nothing new, right? It's the same song, but we keep singing every Christmas. Why? Because we're reminding ourselves the reason of Christmas. Amen. As we sing these songs, as believers here today, we don't just sing it because the world sings it. We sing it because we know why there is joy. When we sing about, O come, O come, Emmanuel, It's not just a great song to sing, but because we knew that on Christmas Day, when we knew that 2,000 years ago, Emmanuel came, God with us. This baby that was born was not just any little baby, it was God manifest in the flesh. He came to restore relationship with you and I. And so these songs of Ascent were given as reminders to some truths. And we're going to look at three truths that we can gather from these songs of Ascent. And the first truth we can get from these songs of Ascent that are reminding us is this, that we are all pilgrims on a journey. Right. As the Jews were listening to these songs on their way back, they were reminding themselves, I'm a pilgrim on a journey. I cannot settle back in Babylon. I cannot give up halfway. I have to make the journey all the way. And so what is a pilgrim? Because for us in Singaporeans, we don't really take any pilgrimage. Lah, okay? And so... The dictionary defines pilgrim as one who journeys in foreign lands. Okay? One who travels to a holy place as a devotee. See, a pilgrimage is very different than going on holiday. It's very different than going to Jia Hong. Very different. Okay, I know some of us were actually very excited to take the VTL flights, book Australia, Korea, you know, but you know, plans have changed and we're a bit sad. Okay? And so pilgrimages are not like that. We just don't go and have a take the trip for the fun of it. See, pilgrimages often involve a journey or search of moral or spiritual significance. Typically, it is a journey to a location of importance to a person's belief or faith. You go to a place because it meant something to you spiritually, just like us coming to church on Christmas, because it means something to us as believers. A pilgrimage, in short, is a spiritual journey that touches the heart and so, and I pray today, my, my prayer today is as you are here today, 
that God will touch your heart and soul because you are here to celebrate Him. And so for the Jews, they are, as they were making their way back to Jerusalem, they didn't take aeroplane, they didn't take a train, they didn't take a bus. The only bus they took was bus 11. Okay, they were walking back okay, to Jerusalem. And the journey took time. It took sacrifice. And there are times the journey is difficult. And likewise for us today, some of you struggle to get out of bed to come to service today because you're like, oh, I want to sleep. I had a party last night. I'm very tired. Some of us, it's difficult to be here because sometimes you are struggling in your mind. Wow, I come to church, but I leave. I end up, I feel like I disappoint God even more. Sometimes you don't want to come here because you feel so much guilt and shame that the only time I come to church is on Christmas. But God wants to tell you today, it's okay. He's wanting to tell you, I'm glad you are here today. Amen. And He's reminding us why we gather every Sunday, why we gather for multi-site. It's so that we don't lose sight of who we are. And we are reminding ourselves, guys, we are pilgrims on a journey. That this world is not our destination. Our destination is to be with Him in eternity. In Psalms 122, verse 1 to 3 and 4, and so as they were leaving, as they were on this journey, they were also singing and reminding themselves, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. And they were reminding themselves, why do we do this? Because we are going up there to give thanks to God. And on that journey home, on that journey back to Jerusalem, they were lifting up thanks. They were lifting up praise to why God has been good to them. Amen. Yesterday, when we had our party, it was amazing. Like, I was so taken by surprise because our guest, you know, she, she was a, a new convert, actually. And, and I don't know how the conversation ended up. She started to ask everyone on the table, do you have any testimony to share about your faith, about how God has been good to you? I'm like, oh, wow. Usually, it's like we want to share people our testimony, right? So they asked, and like, okay, we have to tell. And that was amazing, right? And as we were beginning to share, and it just dawned on me, hey, this is the reason why we celebrate Christmas. Amen. Because our testimonies, our stories, these songs are a testimony of God's goodness. Yes. We shared about how we came to know God, how we, we, we came to, to become believers. And that was so moving because we're all different. All the story is different. And all of us here seated here today, all of you have a different story to yes. tell. And when you have a story to tell, it means you can give thanks for what God has done to you, Amen. for you. And so as they were on this journey, as they were lifting up their thanks because they reminded of the testimonies, they were reminded that, Lord, we have a destination. And in 1 Peter 2 verse 11, here Peter is writing to the church. He says, Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from the worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. You see, Peter is saying to them, Hey guys, we are not permanent residents. Yes. We are not PR or citizens here. <laughs> you know, as much as that's very sought after. But he's reminding us, you are TR, temporary residents. You are a foreigner in this world. Why? Because when you are a foreigner, you don't want to live here. You want to go back home. You may be there just to visit, but you are not there to settle down. 
See, pilgrims, they don't get attached to the country they are passing through. They have a destination in mind and they look forward to getting there. It's simply this. If you were to go holiday and you will stay in the hotel, the hotel can be very nice, right? But you don't go IKEA and start buying furniture and put in the hotel. It doesn't make sense. Why? Because I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to go back home after that. You go staycation, you don't start hanging photo frame. Wow, my son picture so nice. Oh, I go build one more bed. I put my sofa there. No, it doesn't make sense. Why? Because that's not my home. But sometimes we do that in this world. We make our lives here so comfortable and nothing wrong with that. But, but sometimes God reminds us that, hey, don't make your hotel stay here so comfortable that when he comes back for us, we're like, God, wait, uh, I finished my staycation here first. We'll be like, God, take me away. I want to go back to, to be with you. And we are reminded through these songs of ascent that we are pilgrims. We are, this is not our true home. In Hebrews 13, verse 14, it reads, For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward a home yet to come. In Philippians 3.20, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, for the Jews, when they were in captivity, they were longing for what? That promise. Because the promise they had was, for unto us a child is born. They were waiting for a saviour. They were waiting for their Messiah to come to once and for all deliver them from the captivity they were in. Because the captivity never ended. But for us today, as New Testament believers, we have this opportunity to know what Jesus has done for you and I. That we are set free. That we are set free from the penalty of sin. But it's not the end because we are longing for Him to come again. And so when we celebrate Christmas, not only are we thankful that He came, but that He is coming again. And why? Because some of us, our life here may be good, but at the same time, there are people here today, your life here is not good. And you like just want it to end. But that's the hope today because this world is not our home. See, this pilgrimage that the Jews took back to Jerusalem, not only was it just for the sake of tradition and celebration, but it was actually sanctifying them. It was doing something within their hearts. It was doing something within their spirits. It was realigning them. That they may have had a, a bad year. They're like, God, I'm sorry, I, I, I messed up big time in 2021. But when they made their pilgrimage back to Jerusalem, they were realigning themselves. They said, God, give me another chance. And as we are here this Christmas, as we made our way here, it's also God is trying to realign us back Amen. to Him. Amen. That He's wanting to tell us, you have hope today. In Psalms chapter 24, verse 3 to 6, who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in His holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god, they will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, their Saviour. You see, as we make our way back to the presence of God, God is doing something within us. He's giving us clean hands. He's wanting to purify our hearts. And as we celebrate this Christmas, this season of Advent, we are reminded that the hope that we have is not in this life. 
And if some of you may feel, well, my life is hopeless, that's okay. Because Christmas, when Jesus came down for you and I, He became the hope of glory. He became the one that we could put our trust in. That when the world disappoints us, when you disappoint yourself, He will never disappoint. And when, when there is hope, there is going to be something that will keep us going. And so let Christmas be a turning point for you and I today. Let us not go into the new year thinking, okay, la, I, I, I don't want to try anymore. Let this today be a turning point for you. If you are waiting, you know, some people say, oh, I have to wait for the right time. Could it be today is that time? You see, in the face of death, when someone is in the face of death, they are facing their last moments in life, they don't get attached to this life. And they will live more consciously in light of heaven. The pastor has been talking about one month to live. Why? To remind us that, hey, don't make yourself too comfortable in this life. And someone once said, most people think that they are in the land of the living, heading towards the land of the dead. <laughs> but the truth is, we are in the land of the dying and heading towards the land of the living. We are aliens and strangers on this earth, heading as pilgrims towards heaven. And, and let that be our hope today. As pilgrims, we are not hopeless. We have a destination. And so, sometimes the hardest point is not the destination. It's from the here and there, and the in-between is the hardest. How many of you hate waiting? I hate to wait. We just want to either I don't queue or I the first one to buy the food. We hate waiting. Okay? But there comes a second truth that we can get from these songs is that in the midst of this in-between, from now and then, when we're waiting, when we're traveling, when it's difficult, that we have providence on this journey. We have help on this journey. You see, as they were traveling back to Jerusalem and they were struggling, they were having a hard time, whether it's the terrain or the environment or whatever it was, it was a place where they needed help. And for us this Christmas, not everyone is filled with happiness and cheer. For some of us, the journey in this holiday season is a hard one. It's filled with bad reports from the doctors. It's filled with uncertainty about the new year, about our jobs, about whether can I find the special one. It's filled with anxiety, worry, fear and depression. Worry, will I catch this COVID? Will I make it through in the new year? It's filled with loneliness. Some of us may not even have anyone to celebrate with this Christmas. It's filled with anger and bitterness. Some of us may be angry at ourselves. We may be angry at someone in our lives. We may be upset at someone that hurt us so deeply. Some of us may be upset at God. Why you allow this to happen to me? Why didn't this happen? I pray this, right? I, I put my trust in you, but why isn't it not turning out? And we are filled with that anger. And some of us, we are filled with guilt and shame over some secret sin or failure that nobody knows and you're trying to keep it so hard and it's eating you from the inside out. And so not everyone's Christmas is filled with joy. See, but as believers, we have a greater hope. We have something greater than happiness and cheer. We have joy. That's why we sing joy to the world. Why? Because when we have the joy of what Christ has done for you and I, 
this joy is irregardless of what is happening to you. That you can have joy in the midst of your circumstance. You can have joy in the midst of your trial. And so you see this journey, this in-between. We are wondering, God, why don't you just take me to eternity? You know, and if, if that was God's plan, the moment you get born again, God will take you out. <laughs> Easy, right? Then I get saved already, I'll be with Him. But why are we still here, even though we are born again? Because there is a reason for this journey. And many times the journey itself is part of the experience. Especially for us as Christians, this journey of faith is not just about getting to heaven. What we do in this life, what we do in this in-between, the decisions you make are important. See, if it's not for, for you hanging in this journey, your loved one may not know about who Jesus is. If someone didn't hang in there in this in-between, I wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't be here. But someone went through the journey so that we can be here today. The fact is that for most of us here, our journey in life is never smooth sailing. Maybe 2021 has been lots of ups and downs. You may feel like as you are recollecting your New Year's resolution from the start of the year, you'll be like, wow, I just didn't achieve any of it. There may be many joys, but at the same time, many sorrows and disappointments. And when we come face to face with these unfavorable circumstances or experiences, bad reports, and we get tempted to give up, or we get tempted to blame God for not getting what we want, for the suffering that we have to go through, the suffering that my loved one has to go through, or sometimes we just begin to not believe God at all. And so for the Jews, going back to Jerusalem was a time of spiritual realignment and awakening. And as they were struggling and battling their struggles and the demons in their minds, the only thing they could do was to pop in those headphones and begin to sing those songs and remind themselves that God was going to provide for them in this journey. And so what does your song look like today? Uh, I don't know how many of you are following the Spotify rap 2021. You know, for those who know, you know, okay? Some of you got posts. Okay, so I'm going to share with you my Spotify rap 2021. Okay, so I'm being vulnerable here, okay? Because when you see what people's playlists are, you, you will get, suddenly get a shock. Oh, I didn't know you listened to this. You can tell a lot from someone, okay? So here is my uh, top five songs of the year. It's not a very sanctified list. For those who know, you know. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's what my playlist look like this year. And move on to the next one. Then there's also the top genres that I've been listening to. Okay? Don't ask me what some of it are. I have no idea what Tropical House is. Okay? <laughs> and and they, also begin, they also tell you what your what audio aura is. So my aura is uplifting and courageous, thank God. Okay? But that may not be for all of us. Some of us, our playlist or our aura is we are upset and angsty or depressed. And, and, and that's real. You know, sometimes we listen to songs, emo songs when we go through breakup. I mean, it's natural, right? You don't listen to like uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer when you go through a breakup. You, sing a, you listen to sad songs because you want to feel it. You want to feel, you want to feel it more. You listen to Adele. Okay? 
And could it be this year your songs are looking like that? And could it be your top songs this year is, my life is terrible, it sucks. And you put it on number one list, you keep listening to track one. Or is it, God doesn't care about me? That's my top two song, you know. Oh, God doesn't care about me. Where are you, God? And we keep listening, God, where are you? Wow, you're so far away, I don't know where you are. Oh, I'm going to die from COVID. And you listen, 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 and you just lock yourself at home. And my problems are too big for me. My problems are too big. And if we constantly put these top songs on repeat, guess what? What may be unreal become real. Could it be our top genres this year was, number one, fear, worry, complaining, anger, doubt. That may be how the, the type of songs we've been listening to this year. And there's a quote that someone wrote, he said that you become what you listen to. Yeah. You know, researchers have, have studied at how mm-hmm. on what we listen to influence our thoughts. Right, yes. Feelings and behaviour, you know, if you listen to like Metallica Hard Rock, you have a tendency to rage more or like be a bit more violent, right? But then if you want to relax, you listen to white noise. Shh. Okay, so I hope my preaching today is not white noise, lah, okay? Don't, don't, don't fall asleep, okay? And so, you see, we laugh about the, the, the songs we listen to. Like, ah, hey, bro, what? I didn't know you listen to... Uh, you know, this, I didn't see you to be a Swifty, you know. Wow, you secret closet Swifty, you know. And see, the playlist that we unknowingly curate during our life makes for an interesting dinner conversation at our parties. Oh, we laugh at each other. Ah, oh, Charles, you listen to Charlie Puth. Oh, oh, oh I tell pastor. <laughs> see, but music is only one spot, small part of the bigger story. I'm not here to talk about music that you listen to. Your thoughts are the internal soundtracks yeah. you listen to even more than your favourite song. Even more than that favourite Taylor Swift song, you are listening to your internal thoughts right. every single day. Yes. And so question is, who have we been listening to in 2021? Who have we been listening to every day of our lives? Right. And so why don't we replace that playlist today? Right. Just like on Christmas, right, you don't listen to... Or we don't, we don't, we change it. Why? Because it's Christmas time. I put on some Christmas songs. In the same way, when we are in this journey, stop listening to all the worry and the fear. I'm talking to myself, okay? I'm a worry ward. Stop talk, listening to all those stuff that tries to pull you down. Yeah. Instead of ascending, you are descending and digressing. But God is saying, why don't you replace it first? Why don't you replace your soundtrack this year? Why don't you replace your soundtracks today, what you are listening to? And God has given us the playlist to listen. What? It is His Word. It is the Gospel. Then when we begin to put on the Gospel, suddenly there's hope. Suddenly when we walk up, oh God, I can get it through this year. That even though I may be struggling, Lord, you are giving me a hope that, Lord, you are going to make it all okay. And so when we replay these negative stuff in our minds, the unreal becomes truth. And the untruth becomes an illusion of truth to you. And sometimes it's so real. Why? Because sometimes we believe a lie about who God is, that God is so difficult, that God is a bad God, that He doesn't want me to have a good life. He wants to, to give me a difficult one. Well, I must have more suffering than good. And we believe in that lie until it becomes a truth, an illusion of what we think He is like. But that's not the Jesus that came down. 
And so, from this book, uh, Soundtracks, that Pastor recommended, and there was this quote that was so profound, and I love it. For those who, are, who love to think, this is for you. Okay? The antidote to overthinking isn't more thinking. The antidote is action. You don't think your way out of overthinking. But most of the times we do that, okay? You act your way out. You retire broken soundtracks. You replace them with new ones. You repeat those so often they become as automatic as the old ones. Those are all actions. And could it be that's what we should do this Christmas? Instead of replaying what we've been listening to for the past 12 months, why don't we change a new song? Why don't we put on something that would remind us of the, the joy of the world, remind us of the joy of this season. In Romans 12 verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good and pleasing, perfect will. So when every time we put on the Word of God, every time we come to service to hear the Word of God, it's not just for the sake of it, it's trying to replace our soundtrack. It's trying to replace our place. God is saying, stop listening to the world. Start listening to me. And what does the Songs of Ascent tell us? The beautiful part about the Songs of Ascent is not just a feel-good song. Some people just want to listen to a good song to make themselves feel good or hype up or positive thinking. But the beautiful part about the Word of God, about the Songs of Ascent is they touch almost every emotion. And why? Because God is not here to tell you to shut off how you're feeling. He's trying to tell you, I know what you're feeling. I've been there. I know how you feel. And so the song of Ascent, they, they had psalms of distress, songs of distress. They had songs of trust. They had songs of triumph. And so there's a wide range of emotions in these yes. songs. Why? Because all of us sitting here today, some of you are in distress. Some of you are victorious. And that's okay. Why? Because every one of us, at some point in our journey, we'll be on our mountains. There'll be moments we are on our valleys. And God is trying to tell us, I'm with you regardless of where you are at. See, the Songs of Ascent record numerous accounts of God's goodness, provision and sustenance. That whatever situation or how hard the adversity or the adversary, God's people were taught time and time again that their help is in found in God and God alone. And so when you begin to struggle with thoughts, God, do you care about me? My problems are just too big. Begin to turn on these songs. Because in Psalms 120 verse 1, because our God is a God who hears us. Let that go into your, your ears today, that when you cry out to God today, He hears you. He delivers you. In Psalms 121 verse 5, He is our keeper. He preserves us. He is on our side. He leads us. He strengthens us. Does this sound like a God that is far away? No. He sounds like a God that is right there beside you. See, we are reminded of the character and the promises of God, that He is our provider. You see, when we pray the Psalms 23, we are reminded that, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, and maybe your Christmas feels like that, like a valley of death, but I will not fear any evil because you are with me. And God wants to tell someone here today that He is with you and that He led you here today and He is here to be with you. And you have the opportunity to do life with Him. And sometimes we say, God, why aren't things going my way? I pray this, but the opposite happened. Okay? 
And there's a particular song in this playlist that really stands out in Psalms 131 verse 1 to 3. My heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty, neither do I exercise myself in matters too great or in things too wonderful for me. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is within my soul, within me, O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forever. What does this song mean? I don't understand. See, for those who are parents here, you will understand what this means. Talking about, the psalm is writing about a child that is weaned from their mother. Weaned from what? Weaned from being nursed, okay? Being breastfed. See, a child that is not yet weaned, he will go to the mother for nine-nine, for milk. He will go to the mother for comfort, for food, because that's the only source of food he has, okay? Or at least they know too. And immediate satisfaction. On the other hand, for those you know, who have children, they are weaned, a weaned child will go to the mother out of a desire for love, closeness and companionship. See, sometimes when Micah runs up to my wife, we don't know, is it because he just miss mom or he just wants the milk. But when a child is weaned and they run to the mother, you know, is that they are so happy that mommy is there. They are not there just for the milk anymore. And the process of weaning may seem strange and terrible to a child. Those who have, I mean, I salute all parents here who have weaned your child. I have no idea what it's going to be like, but it's coming soon, okay? And it's like a war in the house. But as parents, you guys know it is necessary. Imagine a Premier One kid still nursing. That would be quite, quite strange. And so it is necessary for the child's development for them to be weaned. And the weaned child will come to realize that the denial of one of mom's gifts, which is the milk, does not mean a denial of her presence. And he comes to love the mother herself instead of the gifts received from her. See, in the natural, we see it as a natural thing. But likewise, in the spiritual sense, could it be sometimes when things happen in our life, it's a weaning process? Yes. That God is wanting to wean us yes. from what? From self-sufficiency, right. from self-will, right. from self-seeking desires, from creatures and the things of this world that were never meant to satisfy you. So that your dependence will not be on the stuff of this life, but upon Him. But for us, we are like the kid. Ah, non-stop cry, don't want to sleep. Ah, God. It's a battle. But once we get through that, when we are weaned, means what? We grow up. We mature. And see, God, when God allows things or circumstances in our life that wean us from things we have relied on, we should not despise it. And I hope that it can encourage you today that sometimes God's delays are not His denials. Amen. Amen. But instead, we can trust in Him. There is a psalm in Psalms 125, verse 1 to 2. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people from this time forth and forevermore. See, on this journey, when it's a trying one, it tries our faith, it tries our trust. The things of this life try to erode our trust in God. 
but we are not alone in this. And so as we sing these songs of ascent, and you have your song of ascent, you have your songs of deliverance that God has given you. This year, 2021, I'm very sure that you can find a song that God has given you. In Psalms 32 verse 7, the psalmist writing, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. And so this Christmas, instead of playing songs of doubt, songs that try to pull you away from God, why don't you begin to put on these songs of deliverance? Wonderful. Just recall what God has done for you in your life. Just remember, just walk down memory lane for a moment and think about how God has saved you, how He saved your family, how He healed your loved one, how He brought them out of darkness into His marvellous light. And when you begin to recall those things this Christmas and you begin to give Him praise and thanks, suddenly you realise, okay, this journey, I, I, I think I can get to the house of God. I think I can ascend up to where He is. And so we have help in this journey. And the last truth that we can gather from the songs of ascent is we are not alone. Amen. Why? As the Jews were returning back to Jerusalem on this pilgrimage fest, it was not a one-man tr- solo trip. It was a returning of all of Israel. It was a community building event. Why? It's like us going to Padang on National Day. It's not one person go watch the, 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 the parade. It's all of Singapore's eyes on it. And likewise for the Jews, when they were returning on this pilgrimage, they were restoring not only their commitment to God, but their commitment to one another. They were strengthening their identity as a nation. And so, as they were returning and they were going back to Jerusalem, they were turning, Hey, hey bro, wow, long time no see. Eh. And that's how I feel even today. There are some people here that I've never seen you for months. Brother David, Brother Jeremy, Sister Eunice, I have not seen you guys for so long. And so coming back is like a reunion. And that was what it was for the Jews. It was a reunion for them as they returned back to Jerusalem. And they were reminded on the journey, I am not alone. Yes. See, many times we go traveling, right? And you are in a foreign country. Then suddenly you hear the person talk, hey, wow, hey can you go and buy that? Lah? They're like, eh, Singaporean. <laughs> Why? Just pick up by the way they talk. And the same way for us today, as we are journeying on this journey, sometimes I may not have the strength, I may not have the faith, but someone will tell me, hey, Charles, don't give up. Come, let me pray for you. Come, we do this together. We are on this journey together. And you see, that's why there's power when you show up today. Amen. Why, why, why is it so important that we don't give up the assembling of ourselves? Why is it so important we don't give up on one another? It's because we need each other on this journey. So what does it mean? See, this pandemic has spread us out. It's caused us to stay at home and sometimes keep us in isolation. And some of us love it. Okay? But as we begin to remember that we're on this journey, God is calling us back and even brought us back together. Amen. See, now when you understand the context of where the Jews are, and you begin to turn to, to Psalms 133, it says, Behold, 
how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. See, when you and I come together in this place, when you and I, we gather for Christmas to celebrate, it is so powerful because why we are dwelling in unity. When you meet up in your care groups, don't despise those moments. You think, ah, I just meet there every week. There is something that happens those yes, moments. Yes. When you meet up someone that you have not met for a long time, you meet up your brothers and sisters, hey, let's go makan. Don't despise those times because you are building that unity. And in this life, we need that. Indeed, see, God didn't just make us a church out of a one man. Alone, we are not the church, but we as a body of believers, we are the people of God. And there's something that happens when we come together Amen. because there the Lord commanded the blessing. There are some things that will never happen when I'm alone. Yes. When I worship in front of my TV screen or in front of my computer, I don't feel anything. But when I'm here, wow, I can feel the presence of God so easily. Why? Because there, there's a special blessing. And so, when the people of God gather, there was also something that happened. There was what? The precious oil that was poured out. Yes. You see, when you and I are gathered here in one place, whether as a, as a body of Christ in your service, or whether in our care groups, or, or in your families, and not just unity for the sake of unity, unity for Him. Unity to worship Him. Unity to live for Him, that we are going the same direction. We are going towards Him. That there is an anointing that is poured out. There is an oil that is poured out. That we do, every time you make it a point to show up at the house of God. Thank you for showing up today. Amen. Because when you show up, there is a blessing that God is going to pour out on us today. An anointing that He will pour. An anointing that will break every yoke. Sometimes there are some things that you try to get out of, you cannot get out of it. I still remember when I was still going through a struggle, a, a sin, a secret sin, and I was, it was eating me up inside. I couldn't shake it up. I couldn't overcome it. And I still remember very long, we were talking about, the day we were talking about Chinatown memories, and I still remember I was struggling as a teen, and I, I still remember I went down the steps and I went to pastor. I said, Pastor, I'm struggling with this. All it took was that, and it broke. Like, I, I, I suddenly didn't have a desire to do what I used to do anymore. And you see, sometimes there are some things can, that only can be overcome when the people of God come together. There are some things that you try to, 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 to deal with it on your own and you wonder why I can't do anything about it. Could it be? Could it be someone needs, to, a brother and sister needs to be there to help you through it? And not only is there an anointing when we gather but there is due. See, when we do not forsake the assembly of one another, it is like the rich dew that covers the mountains, making it green and moist. You see, when we come together as a body of believers, when we come together united for one purpose, and that is for Him, there is life and refreshing. See, being apart during this pandemic has been difficult for me spiritually. I could say that the past two years has been one of the lowest points spiritually for me. Yeah, life may seem okay, but spiritually, it was dry. But, see, that's why when we begin to gather, when we don't forsake, and so I make it a point every time, 
when it's Tuesday prayer meeting, sometimes I drag my feet like, oh, Pastor, please don't call me to go online, please. But I, I can tell you for certain, every time I leave that prayer meeting, I feel yes. refreshed. Yes. Why? Because I'm not there just for myself. And some of you may be thinking, oh, I'm okay, leh. or I'm feeling dry. Don't give up coming. Don't give up showing up in the service. Don't give up showing up in your small groups. Why could it be that when you begin to gather with people of like faith, that suddenly you will feel that life once again? That suddenly that spiritual dryness will suddenly there will be a spring of water that will come forth and you will feel revitalized in your spirit. And maybe that's what God is calling us to today. Don't forsake. Let's go back to Jerusalem. Let's go back to the house of God where I'm not alone. And so, as they were journeying on this journey back, they recognized, I am not alone in this. I have people that are going with me on this journey. And, and as we close today, and we heard about these songs of ascent, and why it was so special to the children of Israel, it's not only important to remember that the children of Israel sang these songs or read these psalms, but it's also to remember that Jesus Christ himself, when he was on earth, I mean, when he came down, right, 2,000 years ago, while we celebrate Christmas, he was also reading these psalms. Amen. He was also singing these songs as he was going back home with his mom and dad. He yeah. was singing these songs of ascent. And that is powerful. And not only did he sing these songs of ascent back to Jerusalem, the greatest song of ascent that Jesus sang was the, was the ascent he made for you and I. Amen. See, according to many scholars, Calvary, the mountain on which Christ was crucified, and the ancient site of Moriah, where the temple yes. of God was situated at, was in the same area. And so in other words, when Jesus was making his way up Calvary, he was making and ascend up for you and for me. And as he was making up that ascent, he was singing a song. He was singing songs of joy. He was singing songs that brought him through all the way up on the cross. Amen. As he carried the cross up to Calvary, though he was bruised, though he was tortured, though he was beaten, and his body was broken, he had a song in his heart. In Romans 5.8, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In Hebrews 12, 1-2, therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Why? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. When Jesus was making up the ascent, he was singing joy to the world. Why? Because he was longing for the day you and I yes. will be here, that you and I can be in a relationship with him, that you and I can call upon him in our distress, that we can call upon him in our loneliness and he will be there. He was singing that song of ascent, that song of joy. Even though it was painful, he knew that that journey was worth it for you. It was worth it for me. 
And so the songs of ascent, once again, is a call for us back to Him. Amen. That as we are journeying up, we are not just journeying up to a temple with nothing, we are journeying up to Jesus Christ. And so when the Jews returned from exile, when they returned back to Jerusalem where there was nothing, the first thing they rebuilded was not their homes or their food court or their, you know, their, their walls. The first thing they rebuilt was the altar. It was the temple. And as we are gathered here today, it's for some of us, oh God, where is the altar? It's not around, it's destroyed. But this is a perfect opportunity for us to rebuild that today. As we have ascended, as we have made our way this Christmas to the house of God, why don't we stand? And let us rebuild the altar before the Lord today. And what does that mean to rebuild that? See, for some of us, it could be a sacrifice of praise. It could be a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And see, this Christmas, God is reminding us the true reason of Christmas is Jesus himself. And it's time for us to invite him once again into our lives. Amen. And to turn and realign ourselves back to him. So why don't we lift up our hands this morning. Father, we just thank you, God, for why we celebrate Christmas. God, we just thank you, God, that you came down, God, for me, God. You came down, God. You had a mission, God. You came down, God, to journey up Calvary, God, to die on the cross, God, for me, God, for my loved ones, God, that you are the reason, that we are the reason, God, that you gave your life, God. That we are the reason, God, that you suffered and died, God. Lord, I thank you, God, that as we celebrate Christmas today, God, there is a hope, God. There is a joy, God. And Father, today, God, as we lift up our praise to you, as we lift up our worship, Lord, Father, Lord, we want to take this opportunity to respond to your word. I don't know where you come from, but wherever you may be coming from today, whatever situation, whatever family background, whatever struggle you may be going, as you have made your way to the house of the Lord today, there is hope today. There is provision today. There is healing today. There is joy today. There is peace. There is love. And so, Father, today, God, we open up our hearts, God, and we respond to that call. We respond to that invitation this Christmas, God. That, Lord, if it's been a long time, God, since I've been in your presence, God, Lord, I want to turn back home. I want to come back home today, God. I want to realign myself back to you, God. Lord, if I've given up on you, God, Lord, I thank you that you have not given up on me, God. And for some of us, God, Lord, it's my first time here, God. I'm so new to this, God. But, Lord... I, I need this hope, Lord. I need this love. I need a saviour, Lord. And Father, today, God, we begin that journey, God. We begin to take that first step, Lord, back to you today, God. We begin to take that first step, Lord, back, oh God, to where you are calling us, God. And Jesus, we thank you, God. And Father, today, God, as we are gathered in one body, God, Lord, you have commanded a blessing here today. You have commanded a blessing here today. And Father, I pray that you begin to pour out that anointing, that pour out that oil upon us today, God. Whatever struggles are in this place, God, whatever chains, whatever bonds of, of sin, God, of fear, God, Lord, it can be destroyed here today, God. Whatever yokes, God, whatever spiritual dryness there is, God, Lord, there is life here for us today, oh God. And Father, we begin to respond to you, we begin to reach out to you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
You know, songs are very powerful. I don't know what is it about songs because maybe it's the melody that makes the words easy to remember. If you want to learn how to memorize scripture, I recommend you listen to songs. And here's the deal that I'm kind of upset about recently, you know. I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, if you notice the trend of the world, the songs today, there's no words in the lyrics. Sometimes they go, ooh, ah, 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 ah. Then a lot of beats, tong, 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 tong. I like, that's not music. You know, Brother Sheng, you know, music are uh, people who know how to pen down lyrics uh, and the melodies. Eh. But today, the song is, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, 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 yeah, ah, ah. And then they are paying for music for something that is just repetition. You pay that kind of money for that kind of, I'd say that, man, I don't know what's wrong. No wonder that our generation are all hematized by this music. You know, like, like you know, and, and, and songs are so powerful because it reminds me of memories. Okay, memories that link back to my past. You know, I, I, I listen to Bing Crosby because he reminds me of my dad. And thoughts are associated. Let me repeat that again. When you hear a song, it clicks on to other thoughts. Thoughts. If you have wholesome thoughts, it will connect you to another wholesome thoughts. That's how our brains are wired. Is our brains are wired in association and we can memorize things by association. And, and if, you know, some people ask me this question, Pastor, how come you are always positive? I say, because I sow positive thoughts. You sow positive thoughts, you read positive thoughts. The Bible says this. No, not the Bible. That's a quote that Brother Willoughby taught us. Remember, sow a thought Reap an action. Sow an action. Reap a habit. Sow a habit. Reap a destiny. So you know what? It's time to change our prayer list. Amen. And prayer list can trigger thoughts. Amen. If you want to stop being blue in Christmas, stop playing music. I have a blue Christmas Without you. Stop that. Change that, that music. Oh, another one. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, you give it away. Now, then you're wondering why you're so sad. My goodness, because you just listened to those. And, but you know what I've realized? You know, I, uh, you know I, 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 I was just thinking about this. Do you know that a lot of the Christian lyrics of the Christmas carols are, are very old words that we are singing? Okay, like for instance, have, have you ever thought about this? Hark the herald angels sing. Do you know the meaning? At first, I thought Hark was the name of an angel. Uh, you know, then when I start to revitalize the meaning, the word Hark means listen. Herald means the report. Have you heard the report? Have you heard the new playlist? You know, we sing, oh, why, why you sing that song? Very nice to hear, ma. But we never pause for a moment and, 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 and collect our thoughts. You know, whatever that is given to us on the world, you got to be very careful. Not every word, just because it sounds good, but, 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 but it's, it's, there's a meaning of suicide in the songs. Eh? 
There's a meaning of, of deconstructing your thoughts in your minds and putting all those words. And then you're wondering, why am I suicidal? Because you just think, heard, suicidal, suicidal. I mean, dude. Hello? You know, and, and, and before we close, okay, I want to put a playlist into your head today. Okay, that's my all-time favorite song. Okay, don't worry, I'm not going to sing. Okay, we're going to listen to this song and I want you to sing, Mary, Did You Know? We're going to play it on the screen and we're going to pray for you. Amen, that, that today, amen, I want to play this to change, amen. You change, need to eradicate all your Spotify and all the noisy songs throw away, you know. But you start to sing the songs of Ascent. There's the songs that will make you aligned to God, that, that, that all things will work together for good. Amen. Amen. That, 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 you know, trust in the Lord. Amen. Perfect love casts away fear. Amen. Amen. I hope I have a destiny. Amen. Okay. So can we have that, 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 that video play? Come on, just, let's worship Him right now. Let's give Him all the glory. Let's give Him all the praise. Father, right now, come on, let's give Him praise for a moment right now. Hallelujah. God, You are the reason that we celebrate Christmas. You are the great I Am. And Father, before we leave today, God, we ask God right now in the name of Jesus, God, that You bless every household that is represented today as we prepare for this glorious occasion, God, that, Lord, that you help us translate, God, whatever we heard, Lord, into our homes, Lord, the songs of ascent, God, in our homes, Father, right now, God, when we are gathering together to eat, Lord, let there be a time, God, where we can declare about your goodness. Let there be a time where we can pray for one another. Let it be a time, God, where, 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 where the prodigals will go back to you, Jesus God, that you will realign our heart back to you again, Father, right now. Bless every household that's represented in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. One last thing that I would require us to agree on in prayer, we have the wonderful opportunity to share the gospel with some little children in some, uh, uh, what do you call it, care centre. No, that's going to happen on the 21st of December. You know, if you're going to be a part of that activity, I need you to raise your hands. We're going to pray for you as well. You know, again, just raise your hands, and if you see someone next to you that's raising their hands, we want to pray. Amen. We want to pray. Uh, uh, Sister Huya, would you want to lead us into prayer? Or No, okay. You know, okay. Shall we just pray and ask God right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, another wonderful opportunity for us to share your glorious gospel. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, that you use, God, everything that we do, God, Lord, to reflect your love, Father, right now, God. These young hearts are tender before you. They are looking, God, for hope. They are looking, God, for answers, Lord. Their life has not been easy, God. But God, you are our healer. You heal, God, those people, God, and it's you. Lord, you touch them right now. God, I pray for the coordination of all this event, Father, Lord, that your hands... God will be upon this events, Lord, coordination. Bless every helper, God. Cause them, Lord, to have, Lord, a, a liberty in all that they do in their practices and whatsoever, God, they are about to do, Jesus. Coordinate in such a way, Lord Jesus, God, that there will be no issues at all. So, Lord, most importantly, let the Word of God go forth, God. God, to bring the message of hope, Father, to bring the message of understanding of who you are. 
Father, in the name of Jesus and all God's people, say, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you look at somebody and say, Merry Christmas. You know, give them a feast bomb. Do whatever you need. God bless you. Uh, maybe for the last part, we can just make our way down and just play the music, the last part, and make our way down because we are, I think we, we overextend our time. You know, they're going to be playing some music, you know. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año en felicidad.